Live Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Malone. Hope you guys are having a good fantasy football season thus far. It's starting to become make or break time in a lot of seasons. And, well, some of you, your season may already be broken. But maybe you're playing in a punishment league where you still need to avoid falling into last place on the season. And maybe you're uh, still fighting for positioning within the playoffs. Even if you've already clinched a playoff spot, definitely want that top seed, especially in leagues that give you a first-round buy, automatic trip maybe to the semifinals or something like that. Before we dive into my top five fantasy uh, waiver wire targets, I am going to put a disclaimer out there this late in the season, especially for those of you who have already clinched the playoffs. This is the time of year to start locking down your handcuffs. If you're a Derrick Henry owner and Spears is out there, go get Spears on your bench. If you're the owner of Jonathan Taylor and maybe Zach Moss has been released because he hasn't been relevant in quite a while, go get Zach Moss. Just do your best to try to line your team up. That way, if you suffer what would be an otherwise fatal injury in the postseason, your team can still potentially survive. You don't have to go get that handcuffed player. They're already sitting on your team. Anyway, let's dive into my top waiver wire ads. And again, all of these players are available in uh, 40% or more fan tracks leagues. And I'm going to start with Demario Douglas. Yeah, another quietly solid week for him in terms of targets and receptions. It's the second week in a row he has had nine targets and six catches for the New England Patriots. A little bit down this week in terms of yardage. He only had 49 yards, which would have been his uh, second lowest out of the last five games that he's played in. So a bit of a dip there, but... He was facing a tough New York Giants defense. I'll give Demario Douglas a bit of a break. Plus, it was also Mac Jones throwing the ball, which has just been downright ugly this season for the New England Patriots. Plus, Demario Douglas has a pretty fantasy-friendly schedule coming up these next two weeks. You got the Los Angeles Chargers in week 13, and then week 14 on a short week. Taking on the Pittsburgh Steelers, those are 30th and 22nd in points allowed to wide receivers. So those are some nice matchups for Demario Douglas in case you need to stream someone on a bye in these coming weeks. Turning our attention now to the tight end position, and because he's been injured and neglected, he has become available in 49% of Fantrax League's Gerald Everett. It came back and had a solid game for the Los Angeles Chargers. He had uh, four catches on four targets, 43 yards, had a touchdown in there as well. So for PPR standards, that's already an eight-point game without the touchdown mixed in. Uh, Gerald Everett it was a solid, low-end starting quality tight end last season for the Los Angeles Chargers. We thought going into the year, maybe that would change with Johnson Johnston being in the mix. He really hasn't been relevant, though. Uh, Mike Williams has been out for an extended period of time. He's going to be out the rest of the season, in fact. So Gerald Everett has a lot of value. I'm surprised he became available in that many fantasy football leagues. I would certainly be looking to add a Gerald Everett to my team uh, if he was available. As for the quarterback position, thin pickings out there again this week. Not a lot doing, but with bye weeks coming up, you might need to pick someone up just to stream. How about Gardner Minshew of the Indianapolis Colts? Again, this is a strict volume play when it comes to Minshew. He had 41 attempts last week for the Indianapolis Colts. 41 attempts. Oh, and he's done that before. He did that a couple of weeks ago, in fact. So this isn't the first time Gardner Minshew has just been 
unleashed on the opponents, quote-unquote, if you will, at least in terms of they're letting him throw the ball a lot. Despite having Jonathan Taylor, it's not like Gardner Minshew is walking away with 15 passes at the end of the game. He has the capability to throw 40-plus passes in a game for the Colts, and they're willing to let him do it. Not the easiest of schedules moving forward these next two weeks. He's got the Tennessee Titans and the Cincinnati Bengals over the next two games, both of them on the road. But as I said, if you're looking in free agency, players that are available in 40-plus percent of leagues, uh, it's hard to find anything better than a Gardner Minshew out there. For the running back position, I'm going to throw a bit of an asterisk on this guy. There are two options that are out there at this point. Um, Neither of them are great. But one of them could be starting worthy, depending on a certain player's injury status. I'm talking about Jeffrey Wilson Jr. And keep in mind, Jeff Wilson Jr. was supposed to be the starter going into the season for the Miami Dolphins. That's what the expectation was until he suffered an injury late in camp, wound up uh, missing the first four games of the season. More than that, in fact, he missed a, a little bit more, a bit of a longer stint on the injured reserve. And by the time he came back, his job was lost. The Miami Dolphins backfield with A-Chain and uh, uh, Mostert, it was phenomenal. There was no need to try to mix things up with Jeff Wilson Jr. But now there have been some injuries to the Miami Dolphins' backfield, and Jeff Wilson Jr. has kind of emerged a little bit in this last game as a viable option again for the Miami Dolphins. He had 11 carries for 56 yards, uh, so that's solid there, a little more than five yards a carry, but he also had three catches on three targets. So they got him involved in the passing game as well. And I've said this before about Miami Dolphins players. I want any piece I can get out of that offensive system. Everyone who gets the ball in that system with all the speed there is and how spread out everything is and Mike McDaniel being a genius, I want any little piece I can get of that offense. So if Jeff Wilson Jr. is available in my league and I need someone to start in a pinch, if Devon Shane is not going to play, then I like Jeffrey Wilson Jr. as someone that I can stick in the lineup and stream in his place. And for our flex, a couple different directions you can go with this one. Uh, I got some honorable mentions I'll get to, and those were the other options, if you will. But a really interesting pickup at this point in the season could be Greg Dortch of the Arizona Cardinals. You know, I, I was going to mention Jalen Reed. I'll keep him as an honorable mention because he's been playing phenomenal of late, and, but he's available in only 20% of fan tracks leagues. Anyway, Dorch has really come on of late himself and kind of flown under the radar uh, over his last two games. So since Kyler Murray has come back, he has had eight or more targets in each game. Uh, he had 76 yards on six catches against Houston two weeks ago. And this past week, he had three catches for 27 yards, but he found the end zone as well. And he's got a friendly matchup coming up this week as well, taking on the Pittsburgh Steelers, the 23rd overall uh, defense against wide receivers in fantasy football. So maybe Greg Dorch, if you've got an empty spot on your roster, as I said that off the top, that should be prioritized for uh, putting a handcuff on your roster if you need one. But Greg Dortch certainly could be an interesting spot if you've got an empty spot on your roster that, you know, maybe you need a little help at wide receiver, a little more upside with the playoffs around the corner. That upside could come from him. Uh, as for my honorable mentions, I'll stick with wide receiver here because here's someone I was considering as well for a similar reason. Jalen Hyatt of the New York Giants had a really nice game. 109 yards through the air on five catches, six targets. But it's finally starting to feel like in that game, the New York Giants made it a priority to get the hands and the ball in the hands of Jalen Hyatt. 
You, know, you watched him throughout the game. He find throughout the season. He finds ways to use his speed to get open. He's got incredible not just speed but start and stop ability. But Jalen Hyatt, it never felt like the Giants prioritized finding ways to get him the ball. You go back to his best game in the season, uh, week two against Arizona. He was a huge factor in that second half comeback, and then he was a non-factor over the next three weeks. He had two total targets. Oh, and he caught both of them as well, but that's it. So the Giants have just been weird with Jalen Hyatt this season. I don't know if it's, you know, the, he's not brushed up enough on the playbook where up until late the Giants have felt comfortable with him. Um, I, don't, I don't know what the deal is, why the Giants weren't making it more of a priority to find ways to get the ball in the hands of Jalen Hyatt. Even in players with his speed, you'll usually see early in their rookie season, like they're trying to find ways, like it's something simple, a jet sweep. Something that you don't really need to know a scheme to be able to pull off. Um, but Jalen Hyatt, maybe this is a sign of things to come. I mentioned him previously as an honorable mention as a stash in dynasty leagues. Especially, I like him more in leagues that are standard versus PPR as evidenced by the five catches that he had. But he's got the ability to where when he does catch the ball, it's going to be for big chunks for the most part. So I like Jalen Hyatt as a potential uh, waiver wire ad as well for those of you in deeper or dynasty formats, um, but also in standard leagues. And for another honorable mention at the running back spot, I was really intrigued by how he'd do this week, if he'd do anything at all. And he did a little something. It wasn't a lot, but it was a little bit where, like I said, I'm intrigued. Michael Carter, who was waived by the New York Jets, kind of had me thinking, okay, what's it going to look like when the Arizona Cardinals start working Michael Carter into their scheme, into their system? And we got a taste of that this past Sunday. Uh, four carries for 19 yards, a little under five yards per carry. Not great, not bad, though. You know, 4.8 yards per carry, that's good. You'll take that. Um, but the thing that was interesting to me, and this is where I think he fits in with the Arizona Cardinals, he had four targets, and he caught all four of them as well. So those of you in PPR formats, I think Michael Carter is certainly worth keeping an eye on. Um, and to bring this conversation full circle from where we were before, remember I mentioned prioritize your handcuff additions. Michael Carter might be a solid handcuff to James Conner. You remember, it wasn't really clear who was the guy in Arizona when James Conner went down. So that surefire backup position is available right now. Michael Carter could take the reins on that. So I like Michael Carter as a backup to James Conner. I think he's certainly worth adding if you're a team who is reliant on Conner. And if he goes down with injury, you're going to be in trouble yet again. Um, but if I'm in a deeper league, especially PPR, I at least consider stashing Michael Carter on my bench and seeing if maybe he can find a way to carve out a receiving role big enough where he has some kind of value in PPR formats. Uh, that's going to wrap things up here on the Fly Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Malone. Thanks for hanging out with me. And best of luck to you on the fantasy football season. Week 13 is coming up. Most of you, that's week 13, week 14. And after that, the playoffs are probably starting in most leagues for you. So good luck to you the rest of the way. Have a good one.